إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبد الله ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عباد الله إن المتدبر في كتاب الله عز وجل يجد أن هناك مجموعة من الآيات من آيات الذكر الحكيم بينهما ترابط وتلازم لا ينفكان عن بعضهما البعض ونبهنا إلى ذلك ابن عباس رضي الله عنه وأرضاه قال ثلاث آيات نزلت مقرونة بثلاث لا تقبل منها واحدة بغير قرينتها الأولى قال الله تبارك وتعالى وأطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول فمن أطاع الله ولم يطع الرسول لم يقبل منه والثانية وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة فمن صلى ولم يزكي لم يقبل منه والثالثة أن اشكر لي ولوالديك فمن شكر لله ولم يشكر لوالديه لم يقبل منه فمن هذه الثلاث الإحسان للوالدين والإحسان للوالدين ليس من خصوصيات هذه الأمة بل هذا أمر إلهي متقدم كتبه الله عز وجل على من سبقنا على الأمم السابقة My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam Whoever recites the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with reflection and contemplation will come to know that there are certain ayat of the Quran, certain verses that are highly connected with each other. Throughout the entire Quran, you can see them like inseparable. And Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu arda brought our attention to something like that when he said, 
there are three pairs of things in the Quran that are always paired together. And he said, number one, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran or states, obey Allah, he follows it up with, obey the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these two things are always connected. Whoever obeys Allah but does not obey the Prophet of Allah, then the first one will not be accepted from him. Number two, Ibn Abbas says, whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions establishing a salah, he mentions az-zakah right next to it. Aqimu salata wa atu zakah Whoever prays but not, doesn't pay his zakah, right? Or whoever does not pray but pays his zakah, whatever, one of them will not be accepted without the second one. These two things are inseparable in the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. Number three, he says, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions being grateful and thankful to your parents, he subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the command to be grateful and thankful. When Allah mentions being grateful and thankful to him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the command to be grateful and thankful to your parents. So if whoever does not, is not, what they got thankful to his parents, then the second type of thankfulness, the, th the second type of grat gratefulness will not be accepted from him. These two things are always connected with each other throughout the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah and his prophet, salah and zakah, to thank Allah, to give shukr to Allah azza wa jal, is part of giving shukr to your parents. And you can't come up with one without coming with the, the second one. And insha'Allah ta'ala, today I will just focus on number three. And subhanAllah, it causes me a lot of pain. It bothers me greatly when I hear a lot of, among so many people that when you ask them, what was the khutbah today? What, what did the khatib talk about or the imam talked about today? They'll say, yeah, he talked about the parents. Uh, so for them, sometimes, or for so many people, it's irrelevant khutbah. It's old-fashioned khutbah. We have heard this so many times. We have attended so many lectures, so many sermons, this and that. And for them, this is already an old-fashioned khutbah, irrelevant to our time to talk about how you must treat your parents. But you talk about how parents treat their children, that's so awesome. This is awesome. That was great khutbah. To talk about social media, this and that, that was a great khutbah. But to talk about that one, so subhanAllah, people think this is irrelevant. It's, yeah, it was good, but you know, we heard this a lot. And it seems like it's not really effective anymore. And to be honest with you, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, the, the nation in general, but the Muslim ummah in particular, we are in a crisis of honor. We are in a crisis of honor when it comes to our parents, and let me be straightforward. We live at a time, to be honest with you, when most of us, many of us, our parents are disregarded, our parents are disrespected, our parents are abandoned by so many people by so many people to the point that even a lot of young people, a lot of young men, they joke with their friends about their parents and they said, you know man, my parents are annoying, you don't know them. My father is so annoying. 
And such a statement is so great in the eyes of Allah Azza wa Jal. That statement that people take it for, for fun or joke about it, that can be a, a source of misery in this life and in the hereafter. So that's why I just came up. And that khutbah, subhanallah, was decided this morning. Most of the time, I have something on Thursday to talk about. Friday morning, something happens, I change the topic. And what happened this morning after Salat al-Fajr, I was reading a surah from the Quran, part of my review, and it was Surah Al-An'am. And it's important to give you that because you know where this came from. Surah Al-An'am, one of the longest surah in the Quran, beautiful, heavy surah. You ask anyone who memorizes Al-An'am, heavy surah. Very heavy surah in the Quran to memorize. In the last half, yeah, page and a half, towards the end of Surah Al-An'am, there is a passage. A passage that is so beautiful. I mean it. When I say so beautiful, it's one of the passages that many scholars of tafsir encourage that this is one of the passages that must be studied by Muslims. Along with the passage in Surah Al-Furqan, another one in Surah Al-Mu'minun, certain things in the Quran you must study and you have no choice but to study them. In that passage, towards the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell them, O Muhammad, قُلْ تَعَالَوْ أَتْلُ مَا حَرَّمَ رَبُّكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ Tell them, O Muhammad, let me recite unto you, let me read to you what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram upon you. Listen carefully to this. Let me recite to you what Allah has prohibited upon you. The word said harama. So the ayah is talking about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. Not only the first ayah, but the whole passage. And the very first thing, number one. Number one is the, the worst possible sin that a human being can commit on the face of this earth. What is that? Shirk. The worst possible sin that a human being can commit on the face of this earth. He said, Qul let me recite you what Allah has made, some of what Allah has made haram upon you. Number one, Allah tushriku bihi shay'a. And then Allah says, Wala taqtulu awladakum min imlaq. Do not kill your children because of bankruptcy, because of poverty, because, because of fear of poverty. Don't do that. It's a big deal. It's a major sin. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ Number three. وَلَا تَقْرَبُ الْفَوَاحِشَ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا Avoid all forms of shamelessness. Avoid all acts. فَوَاحِش. فَوَاحِش usually comes from فَاحِشَة. Something very, very shameful. Very shameful. So Allah says, avoid all acts of shamelessness. Avoid all acts of vulgarity. Something like that. And then number four, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ And do not kill a soul that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent fight. A soul, that innocent soul, without a just cause, without any justification. Four major prohibitions, right? Shirk, killing children, committing fawahish, killing innocent souls, but I skipped one. I skipped one on purpose. 
I skipped the number five purposely. And this is what got my attention. I read the ayah and I swear I started scratching my head. I said, hold on. Why this part is here? What does it do here? And what is that part? Because Allah is talking about in the very beginning. Oh Muhammad, atlu ma haram. Let me tell you what Allah has made haram. The word haram, what is forbidden, completely forbidden. And you find that something in between actually is not a prohibition, it's a command. It is a command, it's not a prohibition. Four, four major issues are mentioned in the ayah. Big sins, huge sins. And then just number two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala squeezed something in. Something pops out so incredibly. And he said, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Number one, do not associate that, that sin with Allah Azza wa Jal. And number two, before number three, is not a prohibition, it's a command. Allah says, when it comes to the parents, both of them, excellence. Excellence, ihsan, and nothing short of ihsan with them. This is not a prohibition, dear brothers and sisters. That surah, I read it back and forth for years. But subhanallah, I just stopped and I said, وَبِيلْ وَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا is not something haram. That's highly encouraged why Allah placed this part here. And we have learned to question him, but to understand that. And subhanallah, it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that anything, anything that is short, that is short of your very best, anything that is short of your very best, anything that is short of ihsan, when it comes to the appearance, becomes prohibited, becomes a haram, and it, it falls with one, of, with one of those major sins. Anything that is ihsan. Usually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not ask you in the Quran to have ihsan in any act of worship. Because this is the highest level. Ihsan, يعني, you, you pray as if Allah is right in front of you. That's ihsan. Allah didn't ask you to have that level of iman in any act of worship. But Allah asks us at least for any act of worship to be accepted, you must meet the minimum requirements. Acceptability depends on the minimum requirements. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about the appearance in the Quran, that Ihsan even did not ask that you worship Allah with Ihsan. Never. That word Ihsan, you will find it only when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about parents. You see here, That's the Isra. Al-An'am, this, this one, Al-Ahqaf, Al-Ankabut, Throughout the entire Qur'an. So, subhanAllah, profound that this part or this phrase came in the middle. It is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us, a prohibition is do not do. Allah said, do not abandon them. Do not shrug them off. Do not push them away. This is a, a prohibition. But Allah says, It's a command. It is as if Allah is saying, Listen, anything that is less than ihsan when it comes to the appearance to me is a prohibition. 
is haram. So powerful. I looked at this ayah and I looked to another place in the Quran and that place is very famous place in the Quran that's Surah Luqman. You all know the advice of Luqman. Very powerful. Covers almost everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recorded in his book. Same this, that the advice of Qawrunzi people was recorded in his book. We give two khutbas about that. And I give three khutbas before about Luqman. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking. He said first that man of hikmah was this and that. And the first piece of advice Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Allah is quoting Luqman. He's, talking, he's actually quoting what Luqman gave to his son. Right? And then the first one again. Same إِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبِنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِظُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ يَا بُنَيَّ My dear son, do not associate partner with Allah. Don't commit shirk because shirk is a great form of oppression, is a great form of zulm. Right? And then all of a sudden, subhanallah, Luqman's radiallahu anh disappears. Luqman's disappears from the advice. And the ulama said just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala metaphorically, metaphorically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if he took the microphone from Luqman and he says before you continue, once you give tawheed and shirk the first piece of advice, let me put this one here. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala follows it with وَوَصَّيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ Allah puts it in between. And after that, he gave back, he gave the mic back to Luqman, continue. And then Luqman said, Ya Bunayya Aqim As-Salaam, Ya Bunayya, my dear son, my dear son. But right after the second piece of advice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put his own statement in the surah. It is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, Luqman's advice without this part cannot be complete. It will be incomplete. But because Luqman as a father is not going to tell his son Yawzai and also be good to me, as a father he did not want to include this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, let me do it on your behalf. And Allah, just as your father is telling you not to associate a partner with Allah Azza wa Jal, let me tell you at the same time, make sure that my shukr and their shukr are connected with each other. So beautiful, so powerful. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Ibn Abbas told us, the shukr of Allah is connected with the shukr of the parents. And this is so important, the respected brothers and sisters, to under, understand this point. If someone, if a person is unable to be grateful to his parents, then being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very impossible. It's very impossible. If a person is not able to be grateful to his father, to his mother, then being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes impossible. Why? The ulama talked about this so beautiful, and I actually experienced this in, in life. A few years ago, one of my son was injured, and then he was in so much pain. And then anyway, his mother put some cream and this, and then the pain disappeared. I said, you feel better now? He said, yeah, alhamdulillah. No, he said, yes. As a young man, yeah, I'm okay. He said, okay, then say alhamdulillah. Thank Allah, say alhamdulillah. You're talking about what? Three and a half, four years old. He said, no, Baba. 
It's not Allah, it's my mother. Listen carefully. It's not Allah, it's my mother. For him, the one who relieved him from that pain, the one who removed his pain for them, is not Allah, is my mother. He didn't, those little kids do not see Allah at that level or they do not really sense the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said, subhanallah, this is so powerful because at a young age, for anyone at a young age, their authority is not Allah, it's their parents. Their razik is not Allah, their parents. Their protector, their guardian is not Allah, his parents. And the ulama said, if a person cannot appreciate, cannot even appreciate and thank the ones that you see, how in the world are you ever going to be grateful to the one you cannot see? Subhan, that is true. If you cannot appreciate what you see with your own eyes, then there is no way to appreciate the one that you cannot see. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ishkur li wa li walidayk. Ishkur li wa li walidayk. And we, Allah always mentions himself first, because if a person's relationship is crooked with his parents, then without a doubt he will be crooked with Allah azza wa jal. And if a person is crooked with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then for sure he will be crooked with his own parents, most likely. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, these two things are highly connected. Highly connected in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The respected brothers and sisters of Islam, the, one of the most painful, one of the most painful experiences of human existence one of the most emotionally traumatic situation, traumatic situation that any person can find himself or herself in is to find a son or a daughter that is displeasing to their parents. That is very painful. That is very painful. As a father, that is the most painful thing in this life. After years of hard work, you sacrifice your entire livelihood, your energy, your money, your savings, and then you end up and you see your son, the one who flourished in front of your own eyes, grew up in front of you, you showered him with love and care, and all of a sudden that boy or that girl turned against you. That is painful. That is very painful, subhanAllah. And that's why that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran such a sin, is kind of a major sin, is a grave sin, is a grave sin. You really need to realize that Allah is putting a tawheed. You know what does mean tawheed? Tawheed is the purpose behind the creation of this entire universe. Is the purpose behind the creation of the entire universe is to worship Allah. Right after tawheed, righteousness to parents. Right after shirk, disobedience to parents, at the same level, one, two, one, two. Highly connected. Highly connected with each other. And yes, subhanallah, that, as, as I said, we live at a very tough time. As I said, people easily joke about their parents publicly, like they make fun of them. They laugh at them. And I said, we are definitely, we are in crisis of honor when it comes to them. Except whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed them with his mercy and blessings. But overall, subhanallah al-azim, time is completely different. 
age is completely different. But the fact of the matter is that parents are parents. They are way, your way to paradise. They are your way to Jannah. Regardless, regardless, I don't care. You say, I don't understand them. They don't understand me. There is a big cultural gap. There is a huge gap. This and that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, what is the worst thing ever that your father can tell you to do or mother can do? The worst thing ever. Shirk. Allah says even, even when it comes to shirk, they are upon a different religion than yours. They are Muslim, they're not. And they are so angry with you because of your religion. And they said, leave it and embrace ours. Allah said, don't listen to them. But wasahibhuma fi dunya ma'rufa. You still, they yell, they scream, they kick you out of the house, whatever. Sahibhuma fi dunya ma'rufa. There is no room in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to the parents, there is no room to say, okay, you can just ignore them for a couple of days. There is no room for that. This is 100% forbidden in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do with them in, with ihsan in each and every aspect. How you do it? You try your best. You try your very best. I know sometimes it's tough. Let's be honest. Sometimes it's tough. My way or highway, we all understand this. But again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفِ You have to be wise enough, smart enough to let them express their opinions, their view. But at the end of the day, you need to understand that they are your way to Jannah, whether you like it or you don't. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهم One day a man came to Umar ibn al-Khattab رضي الله عنه His name Kilab Kilab ibn Abdullah and Umar sent the, the army to Al-Qadisiyah under the leadership of Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas. That man came to Umar and said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I missed my son. I really missed him. That was for more than three months. Umar radiallahu an issued a command that the son be brought to, he, to see his father, to give him a hug, and then he will go back to his mission. The son came, and the father was a blind man. A blind man. So the son came to Umar ibn al-Khattab, and the father did not know that his son is here yet. So Umar asked him, what do you do with your father? It looks like he missed you so much. There is something going on. What do you do with your father? What is going on, guys, between you? He said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, every single day I pick one of my best camels, and then I don't send it with the rest of the camels for grass outside. I let it home. And I bring it to food and whatever home. I feed it at home. I don't let it go. And then I cool down its breast. And then every single morning and evening I milk it. And then I give my father to drink before my wife, my children. For, and I do this every single day. This is what I do. Honor. Then Umar radiallahu anh said, wanted him to do that, just 
to honor his father because he's not going home with him. He will go back to the, the army again. So Umar said, just let him do it once to remind his father of the, his service. Then Umar brought him a camel. And he said, but I want you to do it without your father knowing that you are here. Okay? So he brought him a camel or whatever. He milked it. And then they put the milk in a cup. And they give it to Kilab, the father, to drink. He didn't know yet that the son is here. Then when he put the cup and about to take the first sip, he started crying. He didn't even drink. He started crying, weeping. Umar said, Ya Kilab, why are you crying? Your son is coming. He's coming soon to see you. He said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, by Allah, if I was not afraid that you would call me crazy man, like an old man reach the age of infirmity or the age of incapability, I would swear by Allah that I smell the scent of my son in the cup. I smell the scent of my, my son in that cup. Umar started crying. And the son started kissing the hands and the feet of his father. And Umar commanded that the father go back, or the son go back with his father instead of going back to, uh, with the army. This is subhanAllah, so beautiful. Where do you find this these days? Where do you find this these days? There is a huge gap. There is a crisis, I'm telling you. Parents are not treated as parents anymore. Mothers are not treated as mothers anymore. In the hadith of Jibreel, one of the signs of the last hour, Ibn Hajar explained this part, he said, when the child will end up treating his father and mother like a slave, like he's the master and they are the slaves, this is one of the signs of the last day. That's a part of the signs of the last day. And we need to be careful. These people, subhanAllah, brought us into existence by Allah's command. They have rights over you during their life. They have rights over you after their death. That's the, the bottom line. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to live up to this incredible standard that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in his book. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon our fathers and mothers who passed away. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless those who are alive with complete iman, good health, Allahumma ameen, and life full of joy and happiness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people that at their service is sadaqa jariyah for them, Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayra. Insha'Allah ta'ala this evening after Salat al-Isha' we will have the monthly community halaqa. The topic, the next three topics are very important. Highly recommend all the brothers and sisters to attend. It actually focuses on family. Today is the status of women in Islam. Followed by, are you the wife Allah describes? Followed by, are you the husband Allah describes? These three topics will be done before the month of Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala. Today we're starting with the status of our sisters in our religion.
So insha'Allah right after Salat al-Isha, followed by Q&A session to just insha'Allah ta'ala remove all the misinformations and misunderstandings that so many people have. Bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum. A special dua to our brother Kamar's mother who passed away two days ago. May Allah have mercy upon her. And may Allah grant her Jannatul Firdaus. Also, mashallah, our sister was the first Muslimah to be buried in ISD Muslim Cemetery yesterday, mashallah ta'ala. The first body over there, Allahu Akbar. So this is a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum. We ask him to grant all of us a beautiful and good ending. Allahumma ameen. Wa aqimu as-salam.